Welcome to the Lay of the Land podcast with Dane Kennedy. I feel like I'm talking to myself over here. Stel Panayides. You, is your watch the Strava? <laughs> and Steve O'Callaghan. Can I make some valid points here? All right, this is what happened. Welcome to the Lay of the Land, episode 21. Dane and Stell, I know you're both well after our midweek banter episode, so I'll go ahead and welcome our guest for tonight's episode, a sparky, a family man, and an all-round good guy. Welcome to the lay of land, Benny. Yeah, thanks for that, boys. Um, that was quite the introduction, Shifter. <laughs> no, I think our uh, previous guests are going to be jealous after that one. <laughs> I thought I'd warm it up with something nice. Now, Ben, I know you're a big Essendon man. Um, I was scrolling through <laughs> the socials the other day and <laughs> oh, no. Titus O'Reilly, a funny Melbourne comedian uh, who was in a lot of comedy surrounding football teams, he put up a post that said if 2020 was a band, it would be Nickelback. Now, look, this might be a bit of an unpopular opinion, but I've got to be honest, I don't hate Nickelback like a, like many people do. Uh, they co- I think they cop a little, little bit, bit of flack. Um, is there something, Ben, that you have an unpopular opinion about? There is. I don't know. It's quite a niche unpopular opinion. There, I was actually doing some packing uh, in my garage the other day and a song came on my Spotify. It's uh, um, the Like A Version that the DMAs did by Sher. Yeah. Yep. My unpopular opinion is that song sucks. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Talk us through that. Why Why does it suck, Benny? Well, it's a boring song already. <laughs> and then they make it slower and more boring. <laughs> so, yeah, it, they just didn't put their own spin on it or anything, really, I find. What What was the track again? Uh, is it called Believe yeah. by Sher? Yeah. yeah. And which band remakes it? DMAs. Oh, I've never. Is that a Triple J band? Yeah, it's quite, it's quite highbrow, Stelio. Do you like Do you like DMAs usually, Benny? Look, n- no, I don't. No. <laughs> so, is that an unpopular opinion? Do you, do you think it's about the band or the song? I think it's about the cover that they did because it got voted highly in the hottest one hundred. Or I actually really like that guy's voice. It sounds so modified, but it's just his natural voice. It's it's very clear and crisp. But just before we, we get on, Steve, you said that um, Titus O'Reilly was comparing this season to Nickelback. Yep. But I find that this season has been a bit up and down, and Nickelback songs are all the same. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They are very bland and the same. But I don't know. I don't mind them. What, round the grounds, who, put your hand up if you like them. That's not a very good audio uh, audio <laughs> segment, is it? Put your hands up. But we're going to go, uh, I'm putting my hand up. Who else has put their hand up? I like Nickelback. Three yeah. out of four. Yeah. No, Can I just, definitely. do you guys, a bit of trivia, do you know how they got the name of the their band? No. Please share. So the lead singer, Chad Kruger, um, he was, he used to go to a cafe every day to write songs. So he'd go in there and buy a coffee and every day he'd go in with the same amount of money and he'd get a nickel back as change. So, Dane, that's the second um, band history name you've, you've dropped on the show. <laughs> Might be coming up with a new segment here. But um, Benny, I've got uh, a question for you. This one's not on the running sheet, but I was just wondering, thinking about covers and bands, are there any covers done by bands which are better than the original? 
Oh, you put me on the spot here, Stel. Yeah, um, that's, that's all part I'd of say that uh, Marilyn Manson did uh, Sweet Dreams. Oh, yeah. The Rhythmics. Yes, that is a cracker of a cover. He goes, he goes real haunting with it and grungy. Yeah, completely turns it on its head. That would be a good listen. I might have to uh, have a listen to that tonight after the pod. Yeah, Marilyn turn the Manson. lights off. <laughs> Lock the doors. <laughs> now, something that is on the running sheet is running. So. In this group, running is quite the popular pastime, although two of us at the moment aren't currently running. Uh, <laughs> as our name, well, especially one of our names reflects in the running group. Hasn't run for months is what Steve <laughs> goes by. Um, but I can also, I could also use that name. Ben, you're a big runner. Um, I am, yes. And have you only got into that recently, in recent years? Um. I've only gotten serious about it in the last year or two. I, um, yeah, I had my our son Elliot about three three and a half years ago. But before that, I was running a little bit. But then, obviously, having a newborn, have no time to do anything really. Were you fit in high school? Uh no, no. <laughs> I did no exercise at all in high school. When I think back on it. So take us take us through a bit. Why do you run? Um, I, I like the competitive stuff of it. Like you get on Strava and you see all your times and all that compared to all your mates, and it's a good outlet for just chucking the headphones in and listening to some tunes or a podcast. I was actually listening to this podcast the other day on a run, having the dulcet tones of you boys spurring me on. <laughs> you you put that on for the home stretch just to really get that heart rate up. Yeah, it really get gets me going. Over. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, Stel, you've mentioned this before, that you like listening to acoustic music while you're running. I reckon, I think you said, Stel, that if Ben listened to acoustic mu- music while he was running, he might, like, fall, like just collapse. I think you prefer to listen to some, some more rocky music or podcasts. Benny, what do you listen to? Yeah, yeah, I'm either a podcast guy when I'm running or straight-out heavy metal, hardcore stuff. If I listen to acoustic stuff while I was running, I think I'd fall asleep. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's got its it's got its place, but yeah, not while I'm running. Not while yeah. you're running. In mm. fact, I think one of the, the reasons that I thought that Ben might fall asleep was I remember early days in running, Ben used to suggest to me that I get on was it an app, Ben, called Zombie Run? Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. Do, you to, do you want to explain to the guys and the listeners what that is? <laughs> it's a, it's an app that you can download. And it's a full narrative that is in your headphones. So it's pretty much if you guys have seen the show Walking Dead, you're in Walking Dead and you have to start running from zombies and then the zombies get closer and you've got to run faster. And yeah. I could think of nothing great. I can, I can just imagine that the next step to that will be running with a VR headset on so you actually feel like you are in, um, in that, in that in, uh, scenario. How, how would how would people go crashing into things if they had a VR headset on? <laughs> running along Lilydale Lake with their VR headset, just running into the lake. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Um, I don't think it'd be too safe running into oncoming traffic down Grimshaw <laughs> Street in Greensboro. <laughs> no, my my understanding would be that it would have uh, GPS um, 
capacity so that would have all the necessary stop signs that you'd see the traffic you'd see everything but it would also then add in the zombies on top of what you're already seeing yeah yeah ben i remember back in high school you and i once did a walk from the pines shopping center which probably went for 10 kilometers and we were absolutely exhausted after that i'd say now you could easily cover 10 kilometers by running and and you'd be fine do you do you have any goals short term or long term with your running short term would be another by the the end of the year being by the end of the year by the end of the year i'd say another half marathon just like you still i heard on the podcast the other day that you're aiming to do that but um and same as you finish a half marathon without feeling completely stuffed and <laughs> falling apart. Um, and needing lot, to go to the Mayo. Yeah, yeah, and needing to go once a week to Jason the Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite the cult figure in this Yeah, group. he is. He's, he's, a, he's our mascot, isn't he? <laughs> you guys have all you guys have all been to him. What Dane, what what stands out about him? Because you were the first one to introduce these boys to him. What, what, what's his thing? What's his What's his go? Uh, he's a bit of a guru. Knows everything or thinks he knows everything. Hey, Jace, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> nah, he's good value. He gives you he gives you treatment, but he, he takes an in-depth look at your body, how your, body, your biomechanics are working. He doesn't just go to the source of the pain. He'll do a full comprehensive scan of the body, and really build you your strength and your mobility from the ground up. And then he'll tell you to run barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm converted, so it won't be long before you boys. Now, Ben, you mentioned that um, prior to the show you were uploading some stuff to Strava. Steve thinks Strava's a watch, but we all know the watch is a Garmin. Um, you boys have all got a Garmin watch. I've, I was actually just watching videos earlier tonight about... Um, comparing the Garmin's, um, do you think using like a, a, a sports watch like a Garmin makes the running more enjoyable? As far as sort of uh, competitiveness against yourself and trying to get better, hundred percent, it it definitely makes the running more enjoyable. Sometimes though, you just want to switch off and not even mm. look at your watch. I, I was. Um, when I was doing my longer runs, sort of just turning off my watch and just wanted to know the time I'd been running and that's all. Just, yeah, because then it could, I can see how it could somewhat come a bit obsessive. Um, and then you may feel like you've had a good run, but you, the time on your watch and the metrics may not represent that and vice versa. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's a bit about a balance. Stel, you use yours quite... Um, quite a lot yeah i think um with using the watch it's about using it for the right for the right reasons to you and when you're getting into running i think sometimes you got to from my perspective you got to park your pride a little bit particularly when you're starting off or when you're rehabbing or when you're trying to build up not every run is going to be a competitive run against everyone else's times. So for example, if you're doing some interval training, I think the best way to compare that is to maybe one of your previous interval trainings, not to compare it to the pace that you were doing in a in a slow long run. So that's sort of my biggest piece of advice for people that are getting into running. 
just starting out, even if they're just doing a bit of walking and running, it's just park your pride because if you if you go by your pride and you try and do everything by the watch, you can fall out of love with the sport pretty quickly, I think. Um, I was listening to a podcast this week who was um it was the CEO I think it was the CEO or one of the managers of Park Run and they're bringing they're trying to put in a process to bring it back. Um, Benny, I know you did a few Park Runs before it closed down uh, due to COVID. Um, was that something you were looking forward to uh, every Saturday morning and um, yeah, upset that it's not not there at the moment to to go to on Saturdays? Oh, definitely the Park Run. I was only just fresh to it at the start of this year. One of my mates from around the area told me to come along and um, the sense of community there and it's it's completely free so you can just, you get, you rock up, you get your time, your 5K time and you go home and it's all on their website, your times and your personal bests and yeah, they, they even ask if you want to go for a coffee at a local cafe afterwards and everyone goes there and has a chat about their run. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, That's awesome. And Steve, you, you went down to the Lilydale Lake Park Run a few times last year and maybe early this year. Mm. Um, last episode, post-episode, we were discussing um, run, um, running stories, funny running stories. Have you got any running <laughs> stories uh, that come to mind? Uh, anything that's happened out on your run maybe... Maybe something unexpected. I was running down run West Westerfolds Park when I was in high school. Um, I think Stel should really go kick, kick this one off. But <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll keep that. We'll keep that. Uh, we'll keep that off. in but house. Yeah, uh, yeah, in house. <laughs> um, look, uh, Westerfolds Park. I remember high school. They'd have the what was what did they call when they did the the run around Westerfolds Park at, on like a cross country cross country. That was right. I was, were you guys ever good at cross country? Because I was sort of a 50-50 kind of guy. I'd go okay, but was never up with the big boys. Um, I mean, <laughs> what does 50-50 mean? <laughs> well, I was, do, I, do half of it. No, no. Like, I, I completed it, but I, it wasn't a great score. And, you know, I was better than a lot of people that, you know, didn't finish or anything. But I was never up with the with the big boys. Well, not so much the big boys. The little boys who, you know. The lean boys. Were the lean boys, that's it. So what were you guys like at your cross country? I actually was pretty good at cross country. I've got a good uh, cross country story from Doncaster Secondary College. Um, we, if you can cast your mind back, we used to walk out as a cohort from Doncaster to Ruffy Lake Park. Yeah. And I remember there was two characters in our year level. There was Kyle and there was Nathan. Nathan um, B. Nathan, yeah. Nathan Baker, absolute superstar runner, just won everything. He was, he was a gun, played footy with him, just could run all day. And uh, Kyle thought that he could match nathan in uh his capability as a cross-country runner so the whole way down um kyle was saying i'm gonna beat you nathan i'm gonna beat you i'm gonna beat you today um so nathan made a bet with him saying if you beat me i'll give you a hundred dollars so needless to say kyle burst out of the gate um and if you remember you'd have to run you know maybe 500 meters and then there was a steep hill I remember running up that hill and Kyle halfway up the top had already started walking. <laughs> and yeah, Nathan, Nathan Baker went on to, to win and probably won uh, zone and state as well. Yeah. To Kyle's credit, from memory, correct me if I'm wrong, he was a, a gun short distance runner. Yes. He was a very good sprinter. But Nathan um, B was an exceptional cross distance, um, cross country runner, sorry. Um, 
yeah, there was those guys. I was one of those guys who was good at school level. And then I got to district and I might have snuck through to zone. But then those guys like Nathan B, he, like you said, would go on to that state level. He was just an absolute gun. Yeah. I was one of those guys that was uh, just playing Counter-Strike on my laptop. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I really regret not giving it a crack in high school like that. Benny, what was your highest beat test score? This was a real... Oh. Uh, Real something you could uh, strut around the school about. I don't remember my my highest beep test score. I have been meaning to do one lately because I know one of our mates, Stasi, has done one lately, and I I'd like to beat him. <laughs> yeah. What did What did Stasi um, get? I'm not sure. It was above ten. It's yeah. pretty good. That's good. How about you, Stel? I think one it year... seems like you bought this up for a reason. No, no. One year I got to 12. I think that was my, my best score. Yeah. What about yourself? I think the best one I, I did was 13.1. So not quite in the realm, realm of Shane Crawford. <laughs> um, oh, just on beep tests, I remember it might have been the year 11 or year 12 beep test. I remember David Young from Doncaster Birdman. Birdman, yes. And he was just going all day. Everyone was just sitting there and watching him. And he ended up having a little chunder afterwards, I think. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. What, what, do you remember what that score was, Ben? No, I don't for the life of me. Sorry, but um, yeah. He was, was a cult figure at high school. He, he was an absolute cult figure. He was, he was the, the, man, the boy that looked like a man. Yeah. <laughs> now... Park run, as you said, Steve, is hopefully going to be coming back. Yep. Um, unfortunately, Ben is not going to be with us in Melbourne to participate in park runs. He's going to be moving. Just Where are you going to be moving, Benny? Well, hopefully down to Torquay. That's exciting. Yeah, we've just sold our house in Bundura here and going to make the change down to the surf coast. Nice. What, what, um, what brought the idea of, of Torquay and a bit of a sea change? Uh, well, he heard. He heard I was moving close to him, so he took off as far as he could. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I couldn't Fair stand cool. running around Rosanna Parklands and seeing Stell every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. I've, I've always wanted to live near the beach, and as you guys know, we did schoolies down there, and and a New Year's a couple of years later, and it's always had a special place in my heart down there, and um. My partner, Dee, her family lives in Ocean Grove. So, yeah, it seemed a bit of a no-brainer when we spoke about it. That's great. It's um, it's a special spot, for, I think, for all of us. And, yeah, I mean, it'd be a, it's going to be a great move. Um, so that's happening in the next few weeks. I mean, you'd have to – what are you doing with a removalist truck? You have to get a full removalist truck to, to take all your stuff down? Or how does that, how does that work? Yeah, well, it's early days. I've had the – the last week off work, so we've been packing up the garage and everything, and um, yeah, we haven't haven't really organised a removal list yet. But um, yeah, all the stresses that come with that will be fun. Yeah, especially during this stage four conditions. Well, I was just about to say it's probably a great time to get out of Melbourne. <laughs> um, I know Torquay are in stage three, but stage three probably feels like heaven compared <laughs> to stage four at the moment. Yeah, so it'd be good to get down there, and I, I can imagine you'll be loving the opportunity to get out on those trails. By the ocean. Oh, yeah. That's one thing that's sort of just spurring me on to get through all this. And, yeah, just want to have a run along the beach. It's it's pretty magic along there, along the Great Ocean Road. 
Um, what would you say is something that you're you're looking forward to most, if not the running, and maybe the one thing that you're feeling the most apprehensive or, or nervous about looking ahead to the move? Um, I'll go with the negative first, finish on a high. Um, uh, <laughs> runner's high. Yeah, runner's high. Um, I'm apprehensive or a bit, I suppose it's a bit of a con to moving down there away from all my family and all my mates like you guys and that. It's, it's not like it's a different state. It's only an hour and a half away, but uh, yeah, you can't just pop around and for an afternoon and have a couple of beers. But I'm, I'm most looking forward to just spending time with the family on the beach and, you know, just kicking the footy or playing cricket on the beach. And yeah, I think we're going to yeah. be a lot, a lot of uh, outdoor activities will be done down there. And it, yeah, it'll be great. I think um, those outdoor things are going to be things that you're not going to realize how good they are until you're there. The fact that you can just skip over to Anglesey or Aries Inlet um, just for a day trip is um, is going to be epic. It's going to be so good. I've always, I think we've all, I think all of us have always said the, once someone moves down there, the others will follow eventually. So, I mean, do you think, do you think any of your family would move or like, I mean, I think a couple of us have always thought about it. And now that there's more motivation that someone is actually down there to move, I think, I think that brings, you know, opportunity for other people to move. I think, um, yeah, I'm sort of putting the feelers out and trying to get the earworms into people's heads. And um, I know our mate Stasi again and his uh, partner Mel, they're thinking about it. And, uh, yeah, there's a couple of whispers going around that uh, you yourself, Steve, might think about in the next couple of years or so. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to. I reckon a couple more years here. Um, just, uh, you know, make sure I'm evening out on the uh, expense of, of, of going out all the way out on a mortgage. But uh, after that, who knows? Oh, life is life is there to, to be lived, so who knows? Well, it might take you another two years to get that painting done, Steve. <laughs> That's true. He's going to air task But him. what I... What I can imagine, Ben, that you're going to love about being down Torquay is that real sense of community. You, you know, you're going to bump into the same people down the shops, at the pub. Um, you know, once Elliot goes to school, you know, you're going to make friends with parents. It's going to be a great sense of community. Yeah, I might see yourself down there, Dane, uh, strumming <laughs> Mate, the guitar I mean, down at Bomboras, huh? Well, that's right. Well, hopefully uh, that gets up and going once this whole COVID thing is over. That actually is a good segue because, Dane, I was going to ask you, if you were to, say, come across a big lump sum of money and so the finances weren't an issue, not that they are, but you've got a, a nice healthy bank account, where would you take yourself in terms of a beach location if you were going to live? Would it be like Benny to Torquay or would you head a bit further down to, I know you've got a very... Um, special place at Kennet River um, in your heart. So would it be more that way? Yeah, it's. Um, I was thinking about this today actually on my walk because I was kind of feeling quite restricted in what I could do. Obviously, all of us are feeling that way at the moment. We stage for lockdown, um, you know, walking the same route every day, you know, gets a bit boring. And I was thinking back to our uh, night we spent in Aries Inlet and I really like that area. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably either... Anglesey or Aries Inlet, just that bit further away, so it feels like it's a bit more rural, uh, but just around the corner from Torquay. So that's that's probably where I'd uh, 
I'd buy. I reckon um, a lot. All us boys have have gone down that way to the coast so many times, but I think particularly even around Anglesey, there's so much untapped area that we haven't explored. Particularly in the forest area behind Anglesey, not not so much even the beach. There's so many trails and um, and forests behind there too. Yeah, that's something I'm really looking forward to. Sort of running's also great to just explore the area you're living in. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I'm look, really looking forward to not only doing the coastal trails but going up into the, the Otways and all that and doing all the fire trails up there. We were talking earlier in the week about some of your experiences doing the trail runs, Ben. How, how are you finding that and do you have any goals around that area of your running? Look, I don't have the, the funds to splash around like you, Stel, to get about six or seven pairs of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, two pairs, two pairs. <laughs> but yeah i do like doing the trails they have their place in my running schedule but I, i'm no good at them i feel like i'm spaghetti all over the joint and i'm gonna stack it at every step i suppose you get an awesome sense of freedom though out on the trails because you're amongst nature and it's more you have to be switched on because you have to change direction it re- really requires a lot of agility yeah i think this is probably an area that we've spoken dane about that feeling of being connected with with the earth beneath you and doing yeah like you said those trail runs you really just get a different a different feel than what you get out on the roads yeah when you guys talk about trail runs uh, what, describe what, for a non-runner what would what would that be what 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 is a trail run well there's sort of different degrees of trails a trail run could be just a gravel path through some okay a Westerfolds Park, for instance, along maybe the river. Well, that's a single yep. track mostly, but yeah. But it can all, all go up to like running over rocks and tree roots and very technical trails. Okay. But yeah, those Great. technical trails are a bit out of my reach at the moment, I think. You have to be going and seeing Jason getting some ankle mobility uh, exercises. Yes, he's already given me some um, ankle mobility exercises, actually. <laughs> now... The reason why we're recording this show a bit later tonight, not that that really matters to the listeners, but we're recording this a bit later is because you had to make sure Elliot was settled, your son. Um, did his age play a factor in why you're cho- choosing to move now? Uh, definitely, yes. I, f- I think if we left it any later, he would have to be enrolled in a kindergarten up here and sort of he'd put roots down here, finding some friends and that, and then we'd just tear him out of there and chuck him into prep or something like that so yeah we definitely wanted to do it now before he goes to kindergarten and yeah yeah i guess it's good to yeah at kinder like not that i would not that i know but i'd imagine it would be kindergarten would be a good chance to sort of meet some of the some of the parents and for elliot to meet some friends and then you know, if you're going to, some of them will go into the same primary schools and then you can sort of, you know, continue that relationship throughout the, throughout the years, like, like, like we would have done in our, in our, you know, primary school days. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not sure how many primary schools are in Torquay. I think there's only a couple, so probably going to know someone there, whichever way he goes, but yeah, it's good to get him down there now so we can, yeah, sort of get a friendship group. And it's just going to be unreal if he's got the opportunity to to grow up near the beach and, and have that coastal um, vibe as he's growing up, Benny. Um, 
Steve, I know you used to head down um, to Port Ferry each year with the family. What what do you think is the best thing about going, being near the beach and just being able to experience it for a long period of time? Um, in your case, I think you used to stay there for a couple of weeks each year with the family. Yeah, there was a stage there where we were spending four weeks there. You'd go down after New Year's and spend the whole of summer down there pretty much, you know, four weeks from New Year's, New Year's Day down to, you know, the start, the first week of school. Um, but I think it's, I think a lot of those towns along there have such, you know, you have, the parents have a great, you know, pub to go to for dinner. They can go, you know, and then there's, there's the beach is going to be there all the time. I mean, only been there for like at a caravan park. It's, it's a bit different, but yeah, I think just having that cool breeze and that, that refreshing air all the time. And especially when you're camping, you don't spend any time inside. Whereas I think in Melbourne, everyone spends their time inside. No one spends that time outside unless you're doing exercise. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to bringing up our family next to the water. And I haven't looked into it much, but I don't know if it's still going, but putting them in nippers and giving them that awareness of water and the safety around water, I think it's just going to be... Priceless for him. So cool. Um, I think it will also give him such an appreciation for nature. Mm, yeah. Um, which is great. And especially at the moment with, you know, the, the state of the world with, you know, pollution, it's great to get young people aware of how their actions can have an effect on the environment in a positive way. Yeah, definitely. I just hope he doesn't have his uh, head stuck in the iPad for years on end, you know? <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't think he will because I don't think that's the kind of values that, that you drive as a dad. I've, I've seen you with Elliot and I have to say you're, you're an, an A-class father. So I don't think um, that is something that he's going to grow up with instilled in him. But just on that, I suppose, I don't want to get too sentimental, but as a dad, what do you think? Is there a top three or a non-negotiable values that you hope to impart on him as a son um definitely just respect a lot of respect for just everyone he comes across the uh the state of the world at the moment is very volatile i think and i think respecting Mm. everyone you come across no matter who they are is a massive thing that i'm trying to instill in him He's going to have a little brother or sister uh, by the end of the year. Yes, he which is. Which is very exciting. Little brother, yes. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I'll, that's something I'm really looking forward to, just seeing how he acts as a big brother and sort yep. of I'm going to give him the reins to teach him how to kick a footy and teach him all the, the things that I've taught him, hopefully. Mm. And the great thing about having, you know, them similar ages is they'll bounce off each other two boys they'll 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 love it they'll they'll be they'll be in their element down the beach uh yeah it'll be it'll be amazing danos we can't really speak to this because we we grew up with two sisters both of us one of them shares the same name um but (laughs) maybe ben and steve what's uh oh ben you can't either you grew up with the the sister too but what's the best thing about having brothers steve Oh, probably the banter. I think yeah. there's there's always there's always good banter between the brothers. Um, and I mean, you become a professional table tennis player when you've got two brothers around that you can beat 
all the time, and oh, right. I've just I've just sort of impacted that, you know, onto onto you guys. So you know, un- undefeated, and um, we'll continue that throughout the years. The reason why you're undefeated, Steve, is because you play defensive. <laughs> you wait for us to make mistakes. Hey, if you don't if you don't lose, you win. It's <laughs> <laughs> good advice. I'm pretty sure there were. I'm pretty sure it. there was a couple of times uh, down at the Chilk House shifter that you lost. Yeah, yeah, we won't go back there because, um, to be honest, I, I probably wasn't in my best plane state. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was anyone else. No. <laughs> so, um, Ben, you're going to be moving down to Torquay. As you said, it's an hour and a half away from Melbourne. How's it going to affect your work? Are you planning on? staying in the same job or are you planning on finding new work once you move? Because of the way the workforce is at the moment, I'm planning on staying put in the immediate future. Um, But in saying that, if something pops up in Geelong or down the surf coast, I'd take it. But I think long long term, I don't want to be commuting into Melbourne. Especially not when you will have two children. Exactly, yeah. You, you know, you want to spend as much time with them and I suppose that's the reason why you want to move down there is so that you do have that time. So I'm sure the right job will come up at the right time. Yeah, well, fingers crossed, huh? Um, selling your house, Benny, that's happened recently. It Due to the current restrictions, it was online. What was that? I can imagine waking up that morning was probably pretty daunting and... Uh, probably shitting yourself a little bit but i mean i was always confident uh and i'm sure i'm sure you probably were inside that it was gonna go okay what was what what was the experience like waking up that morning and selling your house online um we weren't confident at all that we'd get what we want for it um because of the current climate obviously that we just thought we yeah we were really pushing it with what we wanted um as for waking up that morning and the feeling. I just went for a run. <laughs> yeah. Went for a That's run good. to sort of calm the nerves and uh, yeah, because the auction was until two o'clock that afternoon. So then we just sat around waiting really and got to the uh, the office in Bundura there up on Plenty Road and uh, just sat there watching the auction and yeah, it's all, it's out of your hands at that time. You just got to wing it. Did did the did the auctioneer do it from the the offices or did he do it from your house? No, he. Actually had a camera and everything set up at the reception desk at the offices. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's a, it's a bizarre experience because I can imagine it would have, I mean, it's, it would have been a bizarre experience selling it normally with, you know, lots of people being at your house and you're obviously, you know, either in a back room or at your neighbor's place or something, but, you know, having everyone, yeah, everyone watching, did, did they give you any view counts of how many people watched the, watched the auction? No, there was no view count, so to speak. It, there were you had to register as a bidder. Okay. So we knew how many bidders were registered, and yeah, they all bid on the day, which was yeah, obviously got the price we wanted for that. That's great. And you did a fair bit of renovating um, of the place before you sold it. How did you find that whole experience? Uh, I don't know what you mean, Stel. The place was like that when we bought it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a uh, <laughs> um, yeah. No, we. Yeah, we did a lot of renovations on the joint and um, hopefully we'll never do it again. <laughs> and what job do you think you were best at and what would you never want to do again? I know you just said the whole process, but... <laughs> um, well, I'm quite partial to doing a bit of chippy work and um, just building walls. The uh, 
What yeah. I never ever want to do again is corners. Ah, corners. I was going to guess plastering. Plastering's all right because if you if you're no good at it, all you got to do is sand a lot more. But we'll, corners we'll get is yeah, corners is a different beast. That is, uh, there's a couple of tantrums chucked during the <laughs> corners installation. As much as that sounds frustrating, you would have learned some great skills that you can use in the future. Um, and also pass pass on down to Elliot and the the newborn when they come come of age. Yeah, definitely. Um, that I, I think has made me a, a better tradie. Look, I wasn't much of a tradie to start with, but yeah, it's definitely made me better tradie. Sort of just a hands on work. Mm. Steve, do you reckon painting is the biggest skill that you've acquired this year, or would something else be there? Uh. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Podcasting is a skill. Yeah, podcasting. I mean, it's been a consistent, good run, and uh, yeah, learning lots about this, which has been good. But I mean, paintings is it's a it's a different beast. Um, it's a bit. Wait, hold on. Did you just use requote what Ben said about the cornices? <laughs> what? What? Did, did he say it was a different beast? Was it? I was just waiting for oh. you to say that. It's, it always happens in these podcasts. Someone says something and then someone just starts repeating it. It happened a few episodes ago when someone said premise and then just premise was the word of the week. It, just... it was the premise of the show. Dave, um, but yeah. what do you reckon is the biggest skill that you've picked up this year or developed? Well, I was actually going to say podcasting and, and speaking to topics and asking questions and, and leading in to different topics. Um, I, As you guys know, I undertook a coaching course this year. So learning how to coach people is another skill which I've acquired this year, which I'm really enjoying. Um, so probably those two. How about yourself, Stel? What's something that you have really developed this year? Oh, putting together flat packs, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Done a couple of them. You know what? I fixed a toilet seat the other week and it took way longer than it should have. <laughs> things, things always take longer than they should have the first time. Yeah. So don't be hard on yourself. You did it. That's the main what are you thing. Referring now the next time to you know. What are you referring to there, Dane? <laughs> well, last year <laughs> I I bought a van and I went down to King's and I bought an awning yeah. for Oh no, sorry. Take that back. It wasn't an awning. It was a dual battery system <laughs> for my car. And there was a video online that said it would take no longer than five minutes. Dad and I were out in the carport a whole Saturday. <laughs> And we finally got it done. So things take longer than they should. Yeah. Yeah. That's Any not my experience. This week? What was that, Benny? That's not my experience. Things are <laughs> always shorter than they should be. <laughs> what was your um what was your favorite room to finish off at your house? Finish off. Uh like finish the renovation. Definitely the kitchen, I think. Even though I didn't do the yeah. kitchen, <laughs> but, um, the kitchen was definitely the wow factor of the house. Although the yeah. most, the thing that gave me the most satisfaction was the laundry because we did that all ourselves. Do you feel most at peace in your house in the kitchen? Um, no, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, definitely. Do you feel that uh, you could now enter house rules? Or the block after acquiring the skills you developed during this period? Uh, yeah, I think I could give it a crack. I wouldn't want to be on tally, but 
So yeah, that's a big hurdle to overcome <laughs> if you want to be on house rules. Or the maybe block. they could do, maybe they could do house rules like the masks. Yeah, you, know? you actually just wear a big mask the whole time you. I building. could just dress up as Batman or something, and while I'm building. <laughs> We've got a bit of a family joke. Well, not really. I think me and Bridge just laugh about it that she thinks she would be really good at the styling side of things, but I would be hopeless in the building side of things. So she wants to recruit Maddie because he's a carpenter, my brother, and them go in as a couple and um, just confuse people just because, yeah, obviously her with, you know, someone that looks like me. Um, but, yeah, she reckons she'd be good at the styling and I think Maddie would be all right at the, uh, at the building side of things. He would, uh, he would be fine. I reckon they'd be better off entering as what they are like because that would be a real point of difference on the show. I don't think anyone's gone in with their brother-in-law. No, oh, no. <laughs> I know. Could you? What about you and you and Maddie, Benny? That'd be a good uh, two two brothers-in-laws, two mates. Oh, I think the styling would lack massively. <laughs> I think we'd really struggle with what type of cushion to put on the bed or anything like that. Um, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but yeah, the building and the the electrical we'd have covered. Yeah. Well, have you got a, have you guys got a favourite reality TV show? That you that you always seem to watch every every time it comes around. Uh, we're we're actually watching one at the moment. Um, I'm not proud of it. It's sort of a, a guilty <laughs> pleasure. It's called Below Deck. It's oh. just a it's about a um, just a crew on a luxury yacht that charters people around in the Mediterranean. It's quite a. Is that is that family friendly? Uh, no. No, <laughs> it's it's more family friendly than something like Geordie Shore and anything like that. But uh, yeah, it's definitely not family friendly. What's the what's yeah. the um, what kind of things do they get up to while they're sailing around? Do they do a lot of sightseeing? Do a lot of swimming? Uh, the uh, the passengers or the crew? All of them. <laughs> uh, the passengers while they're sailing around, they're just drinking a lot. Um. And the crew, they're just bickering a lot and complaining. Probably messing around on the deck. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's yours, Dane? You you had your hand up for favourite. I'll tell you one. I've got a, it's a guilty pleasure. And that is First Dates Australia. Oh, yeah. I actually really enjoy watching the new couples interact on the first date. So for those that aren't aware of how the show operates, there's a dedicated restaurant that is just for this show. So every couple in the restaurant has only met that night. Um, And you see some real awkward interactions. Yeah. How about you, Steve? You got one. You brought it up, so you must have one that you're (laughs) tucking into every night. Oh, look... I think Big Brother was always my favourite. I think I enjoyed the idea of just people just bantering along and trying to get along. Um, Uncut. Um, uh, yeah, I like that too. Are they, are, they, are they still in lockdown? Because that was the last no, I so, heard. <laughs> so what happened was that they started, but it wasn't this year wasn't filmed. They would usually film it live. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, was that that was just meant to be a joke? That wasn't it wasn't you weren't asking for a serious answer there, were you, Ben? No, well, I, I saw. No, on because... the, I, I never watched it, but I saw on the ads oh, that they'd stopped yeah, recording yeah. and they stopped filming and everything. And that was the yeah, last so I heard. They... I'm wondering if they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't live, so they 
yeah, they were in there for a few weeks and then lockdown happened and they just said that they'll have to stop recording for a couple of days, but then, you know, they were able to finish it and then the winner was announced live a few months later. So, yeah, it was a different different format. I liked the old style. I liked uncut. I liked... <laughs> I liked... I, liked, um, I, know, I just like the banter with it. Stel, do you have a favourite reality TV show? Uh, I'm not I'm not big on the uh, reality TV show, so there's not one that I'm really really watching. I do seem to get stuck watching things like the the Bachelor and things like that. If I'm just walking past the TV, I'll find myself still there after ten minutes. But sure. um, just walking past the TV. <laughs> yeah. eh? And at the same time, you live by yourself now, Stel. So who's got it on? <laughs> you must have put it on in the first place. <laughs> Did you guys have a favourite show when you were a kid? Yep. Mine was Hey Arnold. Oh, yeah. Football Head. Oh, I don't know yeah, if you remember that. that. Nickelodeon was an ABC. I really liked that one. I what was about... a massive fan of uh, Rugrats. Oh, yes. yeah. Rugrats was great. I was going to say that. <laughs> what about you, Steve? Do you remember the characters, Ben? Can uh, you list off the It main was characters? Chucky, the little redhead. Angelica. Angelica. Tommy. And oh, Phil. The twins. Phil and Phil Lil. Lil. The twins. Oh, well done. And what about the dinosaur? Oh. It was like the the it was like reptile. 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 That's right. What about you, Steve? Yeah, Rugrats was a fave of mine too. But I mean, there was also a show called Super Ted. Do you remember Super Ted? Super Ted. Yep. Super Ted was a goodie. I think you liked that one too, Stel. His. So the thing is, I never watched Super Ted. But my teddy, when I was a kid, was called Super Ted. So maybe, yeah, maybe there's something in that. I don't know. Did you have <laughs> Did you have a favourite show? Um, as a kid, it was probably Play School. But then moving along, I think it was going um, not quite into adolescence yet. But do you remember the show called Amazing? It was like a kid's game show. Oh, and that was the yes. best. Uh, and I just wanted to go on that so bad. <laughs> was that was that the one how they had like the obstacle? Yes, yeah. yeah, yes, that was. And great. they got to play a video game at the end on Nintendo sixty four. Oh, it was Mario Kart usually. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah, that's a great. That's show. A Have you boys seen Gogglebox? Because I that I find that a yep. strange concept, but it actually works. Mm. I really like Gogglebox. Oh, Gogglebox. I, I don't mind it at all. It's, can't even say it, but it's a good show. No, I love it. I, it's something about it was always like a, what is this going to be about? I can't imagine watching someone watch TV, but they they pick the right characters and they it's it's yeah it's been like in someone's house. It's quite nice. Well, our good friend Jess um, actually used to work on Gogglebox. Oh, he was right. working as like um, in the audio uh, visual aspect of it um shout out to you jess if you're listening i just want to congratulate you and your beautiful partner emma on the arrival of your daughter olive roma Keneally peel so very exciting congrats jess very exciting i look forward to meeting you yeah 100 percent. well it's been a great episode um anything else we need to cover guys i think i think we wrapped it all up oh ben you were going to share with us a big secret to finish off the show. <laughs> Good one, Stel. <laughs> <laughs> well, your secret, your secret. I haven't got any secrets. I'm an open book. <laughs> How will you boys be spending your Saturday mornings? Uh, yeah, 
just for something completely different, I'll be going for a run. <laughs> How far are you <laughs> hoping to run tomorrow? Oh, I don't know. I'll just go out and see how I feel. Nice. So no plan in mind, short, long, fast, oh, slow? It won't be short, but it won't be long. So, yeah, medium, medium <laughs> distance. <laughs> are you going to go around Rosanna Parklands? Yeah, it depends. I might bump into you, Stel, if you're going to. <laughs> if I'm going to. So can you can you boys, because you boys live similar, maybe, what, 10Ks from each other, can you reach each other if you both ran 5Ks each? Yeah, it's... Uh, well, 5Ks would take me to your front door. Yeah, close. I think we're about 6Ks from each other. Yeah. Okay. So 3Ks there, 3Ks back. Look forward to look forward to hearing about it, guys. <laughs> what about you, Steve and Danos? Are you getting out for some strides or a stroll or a bit of a jog? I think I will actually tomorrow. Um, I'm hoping the sun comes out. There's an oval just up the road, so I'm going to... I reckon strap on the uh, barefoot shoes and uh, knock out some run-throughs and then probably go to my local coffee uh, shop and get a get a flat white and listen to the podcast. It's my traditional Saturday morning routine now. I heard uh, in a previous episode, Dane, that you're wanting to run 10K by the end of the year. Oh. I, I am, mate, so I think I better start because I'm not running any K at the moment. <laughs> but you've got a good base, good cardio fitness base, so once you get the conditioning in the legs, you'll be all systems go. Yeah, that's right. I'm really looking forward to getting out there, and once all this is over, it'll be nice to catch up and go for a run together. Mm. How about you, Steve? What are you going to be doing Saturday morning? Um, look, Saturday morning, I like to put on the radio, just listen to last night's game. What, what happened in it and uh, get stuck into some more architrave painting. Um, it's going to be the death of me, but I can't wait till it's finished. Uh, you know a bit about that, Benny, partying architraves. Mm. Um, I can't wait till it's done and uh, have something so, that I'm, I'm proud of. Architraves, they're a real different beast, aren't they, Steve? <laughs> they're a different beast. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that skirting. That's a different beast. <laughs> a different beast. <laughs> well, Benny, it's been awesome having you on the lay of the land thanks for joining us yeah it's been it's been awesome and all the best mate with the upcoming move uh, we look forward to coming visiting you when we can actually get out of melbourne yeah thanks um, thanks for having me boys for a beach day yeah, yeah. good job benny awesome. you're a natural oh thanks for that Stel. <laughs> yeah no it was great yeah i enjoyed it um hopefully you can all come down and uh we can go for a run maybe the torquay park run in the future. Ooh, that would be a good thing. Nothing be really better. The, the Torquay Park Run and then straight to the pub. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say coffee, but I mean, if nine o'clock, <laughs> nine o'clock pub sounds all right to me too. <laughs> if, uh, if Harlow and Hart are playing, we'll be there. Oh, good times. Good times. All right, guys, we'll enjoy the rest of your Friday night and your weekend and look forward to catching up. You too. 100%. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, boys. See you, boys. <laughs>